Denver Wine Radio with Paul Bonacquisti and Cha-Cha Chavez. Presented by Bonacquisti Wine Company and Cha's Back in the Day Cafe. You got your tickets to Bruno Mars, Doug? No, I'm sorry. I missed out on that one. But, but I'm grooving out here. This All is right. Next yeah. best thing. We love Bruno Mars. This is Denver Wine Radio. I'm Paul Bonacquisti. My co-host, uh, she'll be here any minute, is Cha-Cha Chavez, the one and only. And then our guest in studio, Doug Kasky, uh, Executive Director from the Colorado Wine Industry Development Board. And um, we're talking about Colorado wine. And um, so uh, just before the break, ten, the 10 best wine getaways in the world. Um, and let me just throw a couple at you. And this is according to wine enthusiasts. All right. So yeah, this, and, and this they is the, know. yeah, they should know something. This is the current issue of wine enthusiast. And, uh, we're right up there with Tuscany. You've heard of Tuscany, Melbourne, uh, Corsica, Hong Kong, Cape town, and more. So that's us. We're in more. That's we'll a, the it. only other U S destination was, uh, San Luis Obispo in California. So well, that's we awesome. Are, we're, we are way up there and, and so thrilled and honored. This is just, it's really cool. I mean, uh, Grand Valley, and uh, there's an awesome picture of the Grand Valley in, uh, in this magazine and, um, and places, you know, where to stay, where to, where to visit, some budget tips. And um, it, was it, everybody jumping up and down on this oh, hit? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there, were, <laughs> there were a couple of wineries who had somehow missed the email. And so when the uh, Grand Junction Sentinel called them, they're like, hmm? What? <laughs> but they were they were thrilled. That's cool. So um so yeah, how did this come about? You know, the wine enthusiast um I, well, first off, I think they are a great magazine for seeking out new regions. You know, they're not tied to Napa and Sonoma and, yeah. and Bordeaux and the and the old standard standards, which are great places. But they're willing to seek out new areas. So they've been here a couple of times. Um, they visited Colorado Mountain Wine Fest, which, by the way, USA Today named as the top wine festival for 2017. Um, and that happens the third weekend of every September over in Palisade. So they were yeah. there last year or the year before, and they've been back uh, doing some exploring on their own uh, once or twice since then. They've just been thrilled by what they saw, and that picture, I think, is is one of the indicators that they were just... Uh, dumbfounded by the beauty that's here in Colorado yeah. and oh look there's grapes in there too so um yeah they they've um uh, been following Colorado wine more closely and that's we're, good. we're just thrilled to death as we all should yes we should especially uh, all of us coloradans um i mean just you would have to look to our backyard for a phenomenal uh place to vacay and and drink some fantastic world class wines Absolutely. You know, I, I mean, I've been in the business here in Colorado for well longer than I'd like to talk about. But uh, we are, I think, an extremely fortunate state because of Aspen and Vale and Telluride. Our wine market here has more selection and more depth and more interesting things than a wine market of a similar size state that doesn't have those resort destinations. So I, I think our consumers, I don't want to say we're spoiled here, but we're a little more skeptical because we've tasted wine from all the great wine regions around the world. And so you say, yeah, we're growing wine over in Palisade, and it's really good. Mm -hmm. People kind of look at you like, you, you must be insane, because you can't grow grapes here 
in Colorado. As somebody told me once, you can't grow grapes in Colorado because the soil's frozen 12 months out of the year. Oh, is that right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My garden is not aware of that. Um, But, you know, once people try the wines, they're amazed and thrilled and excited. And um, it it, it blows them away that, yeah, we can grow grapes here in Colorado. We can grow really, really good grapes here in Colorado. We can, can, and we do. And... um... And for me, as a, as a winemaker, I don't I don't grow any grapes, but I, I buy grapes from uh, from different growers, and um, you know uh, there's a lot of mom and pops, what I like to call yeah. <laughs> vineyards. So, um, in fact, the um, my Sangiovese guy uh, who I just hooked up with uh, last year for the actually for the 2016 harvest, and uh, he he's a you know, retired guy with a four acre vineyard of Sangiovese, and it's a it's a 10 11 year old vineyard. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. amazing. And four acres is about the average size across the state. I mean, there's a lot of growers who have 20, almost 30 acres, but by and large, the average is right around four acres. And it's people who wanted to get away from the city, find a great place in the country over on the Western Slope and uh, plant some grapes. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. So, you know what? And I, uh, just thinking of, thinking of my guy, uh, yeah, Ed Cusall, he, um, uh, it, it reminds me of, of people who who want to retire and then run, start a vineyard slash winery. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Well, I <laughs> and it's fun to get his perspective now on it because that's what he did. He retired and uh, he started working this vineyard, and um, uh, he's never worked so hard in his life. <laughs> I, I hear that all the time. It, yes, having a vineyard or a winery, you know, people think, oh, that's a romantic, wonderful thing. I want to do that when I retire, but. It's a lot of work and a lot of stress, as you know. Oh, man. Uh, you know, you're waiting for the wine to ferment. What's going to happen to it? Is it going to be good? Is it going to blow up in the tank? Um, and so you just never know. And with a vineyard, you're always looking at the weather. And oh, yeah. How, how cold is it going to get? How hot is it? Is it going to rain? Um, so I, I don't know how you guys deal with the stress. I don't, so I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, yeah, I guess we, we drink our product. We drink our medicine. But the, um, you know, when I, uh, so I've been, I'm coming up on, uh, like almost 12 years in, uh, we haven't, the doors have been open 11 and a half, but, um, but those first couple of years in, I thought, oh yeah, you know, uh, a vineyard looks good (laughs) somewhere (laughs) down the line. And then uh, a couple of uh, winery owners uh, here in the state uh, at different times mentioned to me that they do have vineyards as well. And they said, Paul, you're doing it right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because of the uh, the mother nature stress, mm-hmm. I mean, you've already got the uh, you know the stresses of the winery, uh, just you know keeping product correct yeah. and um, and the things you deal with, and of course just business in general. But um, and I think it's important to focus on what you do best. Um, not that you can't people can't do both; they do. But you know, making wine is a lot of hard work and and requires attention to detail. As does growing grapes, as does all the all the work that goes into the vineyard. You don't just sit there and wait for the grapes to harvest or to, to ripen and then pull them off the vines. You've got to do a lot of work yeah. leading up to that. You sure do. It's not the, um, I mean, the the image we all have uh, <laughs> from worldwide marketing is, uh, you know, strolling the vineyard with a glass and yeah. looking yeah. it up at the sky and... No, you're you're strolling the vineyard with your uh, your your frost protection device, which is you know basically a fire on wheels that you're hauling up and down to, to keep it warm enough so that your vines don't die yeah. in December. Um, yeah, all kinds of things like that, and fertilizing and pesticides, and uh, and actually, you know, I, I mentioned pesticides, but we're real lucky in Colorado because it's so dry here. We 
have a, a much lower pest and disease pressure than, say, well, other states and other areas in the world. So our growers have, have to use far fewer chemical inputs to protect the vines than they would if they were growing somewhere else. And that's, that's a real plus. Yeah, that is, that's a big plus. And, uh, yeah, our altitude, we, 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 we got it going on. We do. You know, altitude, supposedly, uh, the scientists tell me, makes for more, um, uh, oh, now I'm blanking on the word, the good stuff, the, uh, the, oh, the, yeah. the dark stuff, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the things that give wine its color, the red wine its color. And that's, that's what's really good the for The polyphenols. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, and that also is one of the health benefits for wine. And so with the high altitude here, we tend to get more of those than we would if we were growing grapes uh, down at sea level. Well, that's good. Yeah. And we definitely get more, um, I mean, I mean, style wise, uh, Colorado wines, uh, and at least in my experience, they've been uh, uh, bigger. The reds are bigger, um, uh, meaning in, in alcohol as well. So uh, I would just say an average, there's been years, I mean, um, so let's just say 14% alcohol, is not uncommon, 14 yeah. and a half. Uh, but there has been some years, even a couple of years ago, where uh, the climate, uh, just everything ripened up, uh, maybe it was 2015, ripened up uh, real evenly. And I had some 13% red wines, 12, I had one that was 12, uh, 12 and a half. And uh, it was just incredible. Uh, uh, just 15 was the first year after a string of really bad vintages. Uh, and, and so I think the vines were kind of, stretching their legs and uh, getting back into the groove and, and created some wonderful grapes in 15. And actually, 15, 16, 17 have all been outstanding vintages for us here in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, yeah we'll get into some more of that coming up. And um, and also, uh, uh, Cha-Cha Chavez will be here, I promise you, because <laughs> we're going to talk some old school and um, do what we're supposed to be doing, which is wine and music. Here on Denver Wine Radio, we're on Mile High Sports.